Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 91 called Finding Peace in Troubled Times. I want you to look at Psalm 96 for a second just to kind of reinforce this point that we need the true shelter and not false ones. It says in Psalm 96 verse 5, For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Notice the contrast. In verse 4 it says, For great is the Lord, greatly to to be praised. He is to be feared above, notice, all gods. Splendor and majesty, verse 6, Psalm 96, are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the people. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to to the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering. Come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy attire. Tremble before him all the earth. It is God alone, if you turn back to Psalm 91, who can give us this place of rest. I think of Martha and Mary in Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. Remember that Martha was running around and and when Jesus spoke to her after she said, Lord, tell my sister to come and help me, he said, said, Martha, you're worried and, and frazzled, loose translation, about so many things. But Mary has found the most important thing. That place, if you will, at the feet of El Shaddai, at the feet of the Savior. And Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet and drinking in his word. And we can see the contrast between a Martha and Mary under the same roof. The same Jesus is there. Mary had chosen the better part. Martha was still frazzled and worried about so many things. And I know that this is a tough time. But Mary had made a decision amidst it all to find her shelter at the feet of Jesus Christ. This is where you're going to find true hope. And this is a place where I would ask you, if you feel like you've left your true first love, and you can read Revelation 2, 1 through 5, get back to his feet. It's just one simple step, really. Get your Bible before you put on some praise music and find that place of refuge. Verse 2, Psalm 91 says, I will say to the Lord, that's Yahweh, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I will say, and we need to say it out loud, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, Psalm 107, verse 2. If you confess with your mouth, Romans 10, 9, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says you will be saved. Have you confessed him as my Lord? Look at the verse. He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. The Lord, Psalm 23, is my shepherd. That's how you can claim the rest of the promises of Psalm 23. Is he your shepherd? Is he just the shepherd of somebody you know or of your mom or dad or grandma or grandpa, your uncle? who's a minister, or is he your God? You see, we need to, we need to say it, and I'm wondering if, if maybe some of you have never said this out loud. You're my God, you're my shepherd, you're my Lord, you're my hope. It would be good to say it. 
And I think speaking the promises out loud has a power in and of itself. One writer says, said the first two verses of Psalm 91 are the voice of experience. Perhaps the seasoned believer saying, you are my refuge, you are my fortress, you are my God. Notice the end of verse two, in whom I trust. I'm going to trust you, Lord. In John 10, 27 and 28, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Earlier in John 10, 10, Jesus says, the thief comes to steal kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Not even that thief that tries to go into the sheep pen can snatch you out of his hand. He knows you. He loves you. And he says, trust me. And he wants you to say back to him, Lord, I do trust you. The Lord honors faith, verse three. It is he who delivers or surely he will save you, NIV, verse 3, Psalm 91, from the snare of the trapper. If you have a New King James ESV, it says the snare of the fowler. And from the deadly pestilence. This has the idea of plagues, epidemics, or deadly diseases. In verses 3 through 13, if you're looking to kind of map out the psalm, here is the encouragement for the novice or new believer. You need to know that it is he who delivers you from the snare of the fowler or the chopper and from the deadly pestilence. It's he who delivers you. This is what we need to understand. We need to look to him because he is a God of deliverance. And in times of trial, we have a couple different ways that we can go. We can let times of trial overwhelm us and the enemy can then set traps for our feet, if you know what I'm saying. Like, well, does God really care about you? Why, why is this happening in the world? Maybe some things are happening to you. And the enemy sets a trap for you to stumble and maybe move away from that close relationship or even from your faith. That's happened to many people over the years. They've kind of walked away from their faith. But this is a time to cozy up to God. This is a time to say, Lord, you are my shelter. And if I've wandered away like that little chick wanders away from the mama bird or a sheep wanders from the shepherd, I'm coming back home. I'm not going to be ashamed. We have tough times for our country. We think about people who are on the front lines who are trying to help people who are sick. We think of the leaders trying to make good decisions and keep everything afloat and try to minister to those who are hurting. May the Lord be our deliverance. Psalm 68 verse 20 says, God is to us a God of deliverances. And to God, the Lord belongs escapes from death. You know, the, the idea of deliver is really a synonym for salvation. The thing that God delivers us ultimately from is the power of sin and death, not just temporary issues, but the biggest enemies that we face. He's a God of deliverance. He's a God that saves us from, the, the, uh, from sin, Satan, and death. Of all people, uh, this, this was shared by a king in Babylon, King Darius. After Daniel was delivered from the trap of the lion's den, 
King Darius decreed, I make a decree, Daniel 6, 26 and 27, that in all the dominion of my kingdom, men are to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and enduring forever. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed and his dominion will be forever. Daniel 6, 27 says, He delivers and rescues and performs signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has also delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. The great song, Amazing Grace by Newton says, "'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. Through many dangers, toils, and snares I, I have already come. Tis grace has brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home." The Lord has promised good to me. His word my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. 1 Thessalonians 1.10 says that Jesus Christ saves us, delivers us from the wrath to come. We can, we can take great refuge knowing where we're headed, knowing that God's wrath is not coming to us. And this in the ultimate sense, is a great application for us as believers. Verse 4 has the beautiful image of a mother bird. And it says, He, God, will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. If you have an ESV, it says his faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. These are metaphors. God is not a big mother bird. We all understand that, I hope. But the image is a beautiful one. In fact, I was uh, on the internet and I was kind of looking at images of a mother bird and her chicks. And there was a, a mother hen in India who was uh, guarding her chicks from a pouring downpour. And someone, someone got footage of this and the little chicks are underneath her wings and the rain's coming down and mama's taking the rain and protecting her little ones. There's an anecdotal, anecdotal story, and some people debate whether or not it's true, from Yellowstone Park, where there was a, a fire, a significant fire, and after the fire was put out, a park ranger saw a mother bird, a mother hen, that was burned from the fire. And as the story goes, he kicked the mother bird over, and as she fell over, her live chicks came running out from under her. She had taken the fire for her little ones that she loves. This is the image of Psalm 91, verse 4. He will cover you, it's a metaphor, with his feathers, if you will, and under his wings you may seek refuge. Notice, you got to seek it, but when you seek it, you'll find it. In Ruth chapter 2, Boaz said to Ruth, and your wages be full from the Lord. This is 2.12 of Ruth, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to seek refuge. I would encourage you, if you're not a believer right now, this is a time where God's arms are open. He has opened up his wings, to use the metaphor, and he's inviting you to come and find refuge underneath his wings. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Hey, it's producer Rob Newton. On behalf of Pastor Michael and the entire Walk in Truth team, thank you so much for your financial gift over the holiday season to help Walk in Truth remain on this station and podcast app. Now, Pastor Michael would love to talk to you about our new goal to expand. 96.9 KEPT-FM, East Bay Area in California, cities near and around San Francisco, San Jose, Palo Alto, and Pleasanton. We have an opportunity to be on that radio station daily during drive time. And for a very low price, only $3,600 a year, that's $300 a month. And so if you're a longtime listener to Walk in Truth, and if you've been blessed by the program, you believe in it, and you've been partnering or you want to do more, here is an opportunity to equip people in the Northern California area with what you've been hearing on Walk in Truth. We have a couple of weeks to raise the funds before the time slot is given to another program. Thanks to Kelly in Kansas City, we are $150 closer to reaching the $3,600 goal. Can you give a one-time gift today? Can you be one of 23 to give $150 or one of 12 to now give $288? You know, however the math works out, we're going to trust God with the results, but we would love to walk through this open door. Would you give today and help us get on an additional radio station in the San Francisco area? Please visit walkintruth.com today and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours. Hey, ahead of time, we just want to express our gratitude. Thanks for praying. Thanks for supporting and giving. We love you, we appreciate it, and we look forward to what God is going to do. Visit walkintruth.com today and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH or visit walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. Verse 4, he will cover you, it's a metaphor, with his feathers, if you will, and under his wings you may seek refuge. Notice, you got to seek it, but when you seek it, you'll find it. In Ruth chapter 2, Boaz said to Ruth, and your wages be full from the Lord, this is 2.12 of Ruth, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to seek refuge. I would encourage you, if you're not a believer right now, this is a time where God's arms are open. He has opened up his wings, to use the metaphor, and he's inviting you to come and find refuge underneath his wings. Many of you remember that Jesus used this image when he was crying over Jerusalem. And he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, in Luke 13, 34, the city that kills the prophets and stones those sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together just as a hen, a hen gathers her brood under her wings. Listen, and you would not have it. NIV, Luke 13, 34, you were not willing. Jesus picking up the, the image of Psalm 91, 4, And this idea of the mother bird says, how often I invited you, how often I did miracles in your midst, how often I preached sermons of life, I opened the eyes of the blind, I invited you to come, I raised Lazarus from the tomb after four days, come, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Can I ask you brother, sister, friend, what more will it take for us to run to refuge? In him. Sometimes through times of difficulty, times of pouring rain or threatening fire, to use these metaphors, is when we realize how much we need God. 
Have you seen that our idols are on shaky ground? Many of the things that we take for granted, as much as I appreciate our world leaders and watch things that they're saying about the virus and about updates, you know, thinking about jobs and the economy, I look and I say, I respect the job that they're doing, but they're just people. They're people. We need something more than a man or a woman to save us. We need the God-man. Amen? We need the Lord. And when we do, we can have some encouragement here because verse 5 says, you will not be afraid of the terror by night. You know, there are things in the middle of the night, we even call them night terrors. And some of you may wrestle with that. Maybe sometimes you wake up in a cold sweat. Maybe some of your kids have had night terrors before. It can be a scary thing. Sometimes you have a, a nightmare and it kind of freaks you out and it, and it seems really, really real and it, it, it can rattle you. But see, we don't have to be afraid of the terrors by night or of the arrow or violence that flies by day. You see, we have a shield of faith with which we can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the wicked one. This is when we need to take up that shield afresh. Because the arrows of doubt come at us. Or of the pestilence, verse 6, or disease that stalks in darkness. Or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Ephesians 2 says, Jesus is our peace. You see, when I put on the armor of God, I have a protective covering for my soul and my spirit. It's true that there's things that happen in in this life, and we all go through the battles of life, but we have great encouragement here. A thousand, verse 7, may fall at your side, and 10,000, perhaps, speaking of a myriad, at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. Many say that the, this Psalm 91 is, great, uh, is best pictured in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll let you chew on that. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Listen to these words. This is Matthew 16, 26 and 27, and this is Jesus. And he said, For what will it a man be profited if he gains not a city block, not owns his own personal island or corporate jet, if a, man, if a man gains the whole world, if he owned it all, and forfeits his soul, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Ray Comfort likes to ask people, would you give me $10 million for your eyes? And the majority of people say, absolutely not. My eyes are precious to me. If I see the world through them. I wouldn't give you my eyes for $50 million or a billion dollars. Would you give me your soul? He follows it up for that price. And some people kind of laugh about it. Yeah, I'd give my soul. I'd sell my soul for that. But Jesus said, it wouldn't profit you if you gained the whole world and forfeited your soul. If you exchanged your soul for it all. For the Son of Man, this is verse 27, is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels and will then recompense, reward every man according to his deeds. Jesus is coming again. Do you believe it? 
And he's going to recompense every man, every woman, according to their deeds. And here's the good news. If you're in Christ, your sins have been nailed to the cross. It is finished, paid in full. And you're going to be rewarded for the good things that you've done. Make sure you're in Christ. For you, verse 9, Psalm 91, have made the Lord my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. You've got to decide to make Him your Lord. He is Lord, but you have to ask Him to be your Lord, to be your King, to follow His kingdom. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near you. You know, I think we can stand on this promise and say, look, God is sovereign Nothing is going to come into my life but that first goes through his sovereign love. So we need to qualify and say, if the Lord permits something to happen, of course, he's sovereign. We got to see the psalm in the horizon of the entire Bible. We know hard things happen to Job. Hard things happen to Joseph. Of course, that was all in God's plan. And Jesus Christ, God's own son, think of Job, Joseph, and Jesus. Jesus was crucified and he was totally innocent. See, we can take refuge in the psalm that I'm going to be here as long as God wants me to be here. And if God permits something sovereignly into my life, then he did it for a reason and I'm still going to trust him. Because some people wonder, well, are these promises categorical? Well, I think what we need to do is see them within the horizon of the entire New Testament and Old Testament. You've been listening to Finding Peace in Troubled Times, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. And that was Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 91. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth on this station and on your podcast app. If you'd like to watch this message by Pastor Michael in its entirety, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Living Truth Christian Fellowship. You can find the channel and learn more about Walk in Truth on our website, walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, I'm sure that you have noticed that there's not a lot of peace in a lot of people's lives these days. And I would include Christian and non-Christian. Let's talk about the Christian. You know, there's a lot of people talking and a lot of things being posted and a lot of theories going out there, but we need to be careful. And we're going to air a teaching in a proverb that talks about that the naive person believes everything. And let me just paraphrase, a man of wisdom, a woman of discernment has discretion, looks into things, if you will. I'm loosely paraphrasing, but I think you get the idea. There's a lot of... To use an old phrase, people wigging out. And I'll just say this, just make sure you test all things, examine them for yourself. Because just because somebody says something authoritatively doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. Now, I, I think the tension here is as a Christian, you don't keep your head in the sand. And you know if you get information and there's something going on, you make sure you're as prepared as possible. But it seems like a lot of people who profess to be Christians are so focused on things going on in the nation that maybe they've lost some of their focus on the Lord. And I don't believe, please hear me, I don't believe the two are mutually exclusive. And I think it's very plain that we don't hold back 
truth here, and we speak to these issues, no doubt. But we've got to find a balance here, folks, because, well, I think I've said it, but my, my prayer for us is that we'd find peace and that if we're posting something or if we're you know, trying to make a statement, we're doing it with the kingdom, the greater kingdom in mind, the kingdom of God, and not just the temporal. Although I do think that we need to fight for what's good, right, and true in the temporal as well. And when I use the word fight, I put that in quotes because I'm talking about, you know, making sure that we stand for righteousness and that kind of thing. So that's our heart. That's my heart. And we need to pray for our nation. We definitely need to pray for our nation. I'll tell you what, let's do it right now. Father, we come before you as a listening family partnered in the gospel. And forgive us as a nation. There's a lot that we need forgiveness for. A lot of the things that we've allowed in this nation I know has broken your heart. Yet at the same time, Lord, the way that we navigate the times is so important. We're supposed to be ambassadors of the gospel of peace and forgive us for times when maybe we've dropped that ball. And I'm sure we all could admit that we have. We need to get back to the word of God and back to the scriptures being the anchor of our souls and the truth of the gospel. We need to be sensitive to how we say something so that our neighbor can be one to the truth of the gospel, which is an eternal peace, not just a temporal one. Would you help us as your church? Bless your people who are listening. Encourage them. Give us discernment in these days. We need it so desperately, Lord, in Jesus' name. This is Pastor Michael. So glad you're listening. We'll jump more into the Word of God tomorrow right here. We'll see you then. And join us tomorrow for the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 91 called Finding Peace in Troubled Times. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.